Good evening, everyone. This is uh, Tony Sukumariam, uh, your host of the Guion Cast and uh, the editor of the Guion Journal. So uh, I wanted to kind of just touch upon a topic that's been kind of wafting through my head throughout the day. Um, and this issue is, was prodded, or the catalyst behind it was somebody that hit me up on, uh, on uh, Twitter, on direct message. So uh, last night, um, after kind of doing some soul searching, I uh, decided to kind of come out in defense of, of, of Tigrayans, um, which I know for some that uh, have been observing me, why, you know, observing me as I go against the TPLF and and basically from my point of view endorsed uh, the, the, the actions that Abiy Ahmed took and, and going after the TPLF. It might seem like a jarring contradiction, but it's not because uh, my initial statement was that I would endorse or that I would support the, 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 the campaign as long as it was narrowly tailored to go after the TPLF and it does not conflate TPLF with Tigrayans as a whole. And, and also, I, so almost from the first uh, day, uh, I, I, I noted that you know, collective punishment is immoral and that uh, Abiy Ahmed should avoid uh, any type of anything that smells of collective punishment. Um, so when the internet initially got uh, shuttered uh, for the whole of Tigray when the conflict uh, occurred, I think I kind of rationalized and I was like, well, you know, it's, it's basically a, a war taking place right now. So I swallowed my, my objection um, because I was like, well, TPLF is such a, a, a clear and present threat that there has to be, you know, they have to be dealt with. Even though I just, I still didn't see the rationale of, of, um, of shutting down the internet for everyone. Because the, the TPLF militia and the, the leadership have access. This is not some ragtag militia. This is, you know, they were in charge of Ethiopia for almost three decades. So they have access to technology. Yeah, the same like the same technology that they use in terms of uh, being able to field weaponry. They will also have technology in terms of uh, communications uh, uh, methods like uh, VSAT phones and, uh, and 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 you know are able to also take uh, information out of the country or use IP addresses, dummy uh, dummy IP addresses in order to be able to to figure out a way uh, uh, you know uh, around the block. Uh, that said, um, like I said, I kind of just. Uh, swallowed that one and, 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 and endorsed the campaign regardless. Um, so when the, uh, when Mekale, uh, was repatriated last Saturday, so it was almost like nine, 10 days now, this is now the 10th day. Um, I wrote an open letter to, uh, Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed and noting that, Hey, now that I didn't congratulate him, there was nothing for, uh, there was not nothing to be congratulated about. This is uh, a tragic event. Uh, this is, you know, uh, even though the TPLF were, were, you know, the, the guilty party in this, uh, war is never something for me to be celebrated, um, especially when it's happening within a, a, a country's own borders and uh, irrespective of, of who's in charge or who, who caused it is brother versus brother. It's like the American Civil War, for example, it's neighbor versus neighbor, brother versus brother. So whoever the victor is at that point is incumbent upon them not to turn this into a, a a moment to celebrate, but really a moment to, to build back, to build, let me not say, use Joe Biden's, <laughs> but to build the, 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 the infrastructure back up again and, and to, you know, make sure that the, the needs of the people um, are met as quickly as possible. And part of that and, and uh, was the, the, the 
restoration of the internet. Uh, I don't know, people think I'm making a big deal out of internet, but you know, we live in the 21st century uh, and the internet to us is the, as like electricity was in the 20th century uh, to people back then. Uh, businesses are done through the internet. Um, banking is done through the internet. Communications, you know, uh, folks that are living overseas and they want to call, uh, call their parents on either WhatsApp or Facebook or what, uh, you know, the, 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 that's, uh, you know, they, that uses the internet. Um, so when you see people on, on Twitter saying, you know, I can't get in touch with my family and, you know, they're, 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 they're displaying a level of anxiety, that's nothing to be dismissed. How would you feel if you couldn't get in touch with your family? Uh, and no matter how, how much I supported the campaign, I never dismissed the plight of people that were expressing their pains on social media. I, I didn't, and because we wouldn't like it. Um, you know, if, if 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 this was if the if the internet shutdown was taking place in Gondor, would y'all like it? If you're from Gondor, or if you're, if you're from Sadamo, would you like it? If you're from uh, Hara, would you like it? And in fact, this happened last year, and people did not like it. And uh, when um, when General Asamano, uh, you know, that whole incident in Bahardar happened and, and the internet was shut down. There's a lot of people that are currently now celebrating, or, uh, you know, the internet being down that were upset that the internet was down. This is a whole, like the whole, like my tribe, my village. If it happens in my village, not in my village. You know, like in America, they say not in my backyard, NIMBY. And in Ethiopia is not in my village, <laughs> not in my tribal village. Uh, but when it happens to somewhere else, another tribe, well, whatever, we dismiss it. Um, but not me. I'm not going to do that. Uh, and maybe it's because I've been away from Ethiopia long enough uh, that I'm not tied in so closely to one ethnicity that it makes me forget about my humanity. Um, so after 10 days, uh, I, 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 on, this, on Saturday, after a week has had passed, I, I wrote an I know you can say, who, who do you think you are, Teddy? <laughs> I'm a, I've said before, I'm a man with a voice. And I'm a man that can write. That's the power that we all have. Uh, and apparently, um, especially since I started writing about the, the Ethiopian conflict, a lot of people follow what I do. I'm not bragging about it. And I, I think that's just a level of responsibility that I have now. I'm not just you know, getting up and, and, and saying stuff. It, it impacts people now. I understand that. Um, and there's like you know, there's a reason why uh, AP quoted me in their article. There's journalists that are watching what I'm, you know, watching uh, what I write. That's, I mean, like I said, I'm not saying this to both. This, this happens anytime somebody becomes visible and and you know they're able to articulate messages. You uh, uh, you know you you, you garner an audience, and I understand that. Uh, so I'm I'm a man with that voice. Um, so when I see something wrong, I'm going to speak up and when I'm, and then, so anyways, all that being said, somebody inboxed me this morning. I'm pretty sure she, she was supporting me when I was, um, you know, going against the TPLF. But now that I have, you know, dared to kind of, uh, pivot away from the orthodoxy and say, well, that's not right. You can't go after Tigrayans. I'm not even, I'm not, I haven't changed my position when it comes to the TPLF. <laughs> I'm still... I still think TPLF is is is, is, a, is is an evil entity, but I don't conflate that with the Koreans as a whole. Um, 
So she was like, she said something to the effect of, so you're doing this for money? Are you, are you getting paid now? Yeah, you, you, you have no principle, you have no backbone, right? <laughs> and uh, instantly, uh, it triggered me, right? I don't know why. I, I guess we all get triggered by these things. I don't like my my character to be uh, questioned. Well, at least ask me why I did the things that I do instead of just throwing haymakers. And so, unfortunately, I reverted back to not, not my old ways. Because back then, I used to just revel in decimating people that came at me like that. But I, I gently pushed back and I said, first off, uh, I'm not making money through the Gion Journal like that. I have a full-time job and I'm doing very well. Uh, when I write, I'm writing from a place of passion. I'm not doing so from a place of, it'll give me some money. And just because I've noted in the past how, you know, um, I, I, I endured extensive homelessness for a year and a half, I'm not that person anymore. And I don't tell that story to guilt trip people into uh, making contributions to the Gion Journal. I tell that story because that's how I learned about our common humanity and I try to inspire other people to see beyond uh, the, the blind as a tribe. If people end up contributing, it's not because, hey, please do not give me money or the Gion Journal money because you think I'm struggling. I'm not struggling. If you give uh, contributions to the Gion Journal, it's because you believe in what we're doing. And, and, and our goal and, and eventually is to build up a sustainable organization that could have close parity with some of these mainstream media outlets. Can that be done? I believe it can. Yes, we can. <laughs> um, so that's why, that's why we do the contribution model. It's not, you know, it's not a, some type of a panhandling thing. So if you think you're giving me money because I need it, don't, you know, uh, contribute there's people there's plenty of people that need money like that I'm not one of those people I make more I make more money now than I did when I uh, you know first you know right before I became homeless when I was working at Blue Island Hamilton so I'm good but uh, like I said I, I believe that uh, we could uh, you know build a, 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 a media outlet from the ground up uh, one that speaks for the people by the people uh, and that's, you know, that's, that's of the people. Um, and the theory behind it is that if I don't, if we don't take contributions from, uh, corporations, which we don't, if we don't do ad revenue, like ad space, which we don't, then we could speak truth to power without having uh, to worry about whether or not we're going to get paid by power. So that's the, and the, the, the basic, un, uh, the, the premise of, of the contrib contribution model, we call it, you know, when I was at. Fort, uh, Fort Collins and, uh, and um, you know, during the time I was homeless, I was in Fort Collins and I went to a place called, I ran into a place called Foco Cafe. And this place, they, um, they provide food, amazing food by the way, it's awesome. Except they don't charge a price. The whole thing is give, give what you can. And in that space, you had people that uh, were homeless, that, that ate effectively for free. If you couldn't pay, they just asked that you help clean up a little bit. So you had homeless people sitting there eating with, right next to people that were, you know, making six figures and, you know, had a suit and the, 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 the credential on their neck. And, they, and so people will sit there and eat in that common area. I just like, this is for me, that, that was like my heaven. And of course, back then I was eating for free, right? I would help out. I would clean up, but I would, you know, and then occasionally I, at some point I got a job at. Safeway, and I was uh, I was <laughs> doing a deli counter, 
Uh, let me not. Why not just laugh? I apologize for somebody that works at Safeway. That's nothing to, you know, work is work. Um, so I actually, I had a better time working at a deli counter in Safeway than I did when I was working at Booz Allen and feeling miserable. So um, it's not the, the cachet of the name that matters. It's how you connect with people that you work with. Uh, so big shout out to, um, well, you know, blue collar workers. Uh, you have honorable uh, jobs. Everyone's trying to think that you have to be this you know, lawyers and doctors, but this world would not run if it was not for people that work in, in blue, uh, blue collar industries. Um, so anyways, um, you know, I kind of lost my train of thought. I always, when I go off tangent sometimes. Um, so I think what I would say, yeah, so to kind of go back to the, the, the model, right? Oh yeah, that's why I brought it up. Um, so when I got a job at Safeway, then I would go in and I would pay like $5 or $4 because I didn't want to just keep eating for free if I, if I could afford it. Um, so that I wouldn't, you know, and, and by the, I was back then I was staying at this place called Harvest Farm in Wellington, Colorado. Uh, so it was, you know, rent free, uh, but uh, you also work 40 hours a week up until you get a job that lets you go outside of the, uh, the, uh, the farm. So initially I was getting paid $7 a week. <laughs> from six figures to $7 a week, but I count that as a blessing because I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I found the purpose in, in, in that whole thing. And, and I think that that process of hardship, it, it just taught me the value of togetherness. Uh, uh, and I've always been like a person of faith. And when you have nothing, <laughs> you become either completely faithless or you become one of faith. And I chose the, the, the latter. Um, so yeah, so that's the business model of the uh, Guion Journal. It's the same thing as nothing is original. <laughs> it's based on the same business model as Fogo Cafe. People, in this case, people eat of the the words, not necessarily the the, the uh, you know the food that we cook, but the, the I guess the words that I cook. And then if they like it, they contribute as they can. If they don't, it's cool too. Uh, and what what I'm hoping, you know, that is my way of fighting back against crony capitalism that's killing the planet because I'm not necessarily anti-capitalist you know if you believe in the capitalism of, of uh, Adam Smith you know in theory you have an open free and open marketplace where everyone can uh, um, you know if, if everyone, everyone has access to it and the best product wins and incentivizes work and incentivizes ingenuity I'm cool with that but when you have companies and what I'm against is corporatism where companies become so big that they end up using their weaponizing their wealth to uh, stifle competition and to eradicate marketplaces and monopolize everything. You know, that's what Google's doing. That's what Facebook is doing. That's what Apple's doing. Uh, and these corporations, when they get to be so big, they end up, uh, they become predatory and they, they end up snuffing out one by one small businesses. And so we're getting caught up in the, in the, uh, the world wide web of corporatism where, and then that's why someone like Jeff Bezos, I think his net worth is north of $400 billion. And the average worker at, at, at Amazon is making like $20 an hour. So 40,000 a year is the average wage. And he makes $400 billion. Oh, that, his net worth is $400 billion. Um, so this is the level of inequality that's just unconscionable. Um, so my contribution or my idea is that 
do the, the whole getaway with a fixing price and let people pay as they're, they're able. So that's the, the premise of the Guillaume Journal, right? So that's what I'm trying to, as, in as much as we're trying to build up a, 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 an, or, a, an organic a media entity, it's also a way of saying, hey, there's an alternative. Uh, instead of just being against cap, you know, corner capitalism or corporatism, there's an, an alternative that we could uh, do. One that could actually empower our communities and, and give more resources to the localities. So, like apparently, some people think when, when we're doing this, that this, these are like donations, uh, uh, like some type of panhandling. It's not that. So I guess why that's why I got triggered by this whole thing once she said that. So I told her, I pushed back and I said, I don't need your money. Uh, and when I get, when people contribute to my work, that does not mean that they have editorial rights over me. And if that's the, if, because if that was the case, I might as well end up taking money from Coca-Cola. Uh, you, you, when you give, when you buy art uh, from somebody, you don't tell them how to uh, paint the next time around. You buy art because you love that art, you know? This whole like injection, injecting, uh, well, you've got, you got to do this this way. And it's like this cancer culture, which I can't stand, by the way. Um, you know, if you don't like it, leave it alone. But you don't have to go through and organize to, to hurt somebody financially. Um, all that said, I pushed back forcefully. And then it was, a you know, it, it was a young lady. And she kind of like, we went back and forth a little bit. And then said something in her heart that really kind of broke my heart. She's like, she said, Tanisha, Tanisha, or like, I'm I'm little sister. I was like, damn. I felt bad at me and I apologized, made her laugh, we're cool now. But the reason I bring this up is because this whole idea of trigger versus trigger, you know? Uh, and this is the, the, the world that we live in where, where we kind of trigger one another. Somebody says something, uh, and then it triggers the other person and then it, it kind of devolves into a food fight and a lot of times we don't even we're not even aware of why that happens like for me I had to I really started to think about it throughout the whole day I was like why did that impact me so much and what I kind of kind of came to the realization is you know I think for me uh, a lot of it has to do with my mom in terms of you know when when, when she was growing up um, she like she, she, she looks so, I don't know how to say this, but I'm making it seem like I'm bragging, but she, like everyone knew her is very beautiful. Um, like in her no, whole neighborhood, like if I showed you pictures of my mom, she, she's like Sophia Lorraine times five, <laughs> right? Um, but you know, when you have that level of, I guess, you know, uh, beauty, uh, it also attracts a lot of animosity from people. Like light attracts darkness, right? So because of that, she, she was, she had a very hard time as a child, like, and, and that, the, 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 the hateful stuff that she experienced haunted her into her adulthood. And I, and unfortunately she struggled with depression a lot in her lifetime. Uh, and because of that, it impacted me too. And so for me, I think a lot of times when I get triggered by people, when, when they, when I see like a bully, uh, uh, uh bullying methodologies, is because that's my, my, my favorite, by, by default, I'm a nice guy, I think. Uh, I joke around with people, I make people laugh. I love to make people laugh. Um, well, I could partake in conversations, but I hate bullies. And when, when I see bullies, like, it makes me like I see red. And then I go on the attack. And it, I used to do this really bad back in the day. I, I used to have a website called, 
uh, the brown condor. And I used to just, man, I used to say that if you come at me with a matchstick, I'm going to send you a bazooka back. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> I laugh because it's foolish. Uh, like you're fighting anger with anger. doesn't only uh, ensures that, you know, you're going to stay angry. You just become bitter. Uh, and most of the time, people that come at you like that, they're, they're dealing with their own issues as well. Um, so when you when you react to that level, and let me tell you, it gets to be so bad. I used to write, people love my, I'm not, again, both, bragging alert. <laughs> people love my, have always loved the, when I, the way that I write. So I would write some stuff about Ethiopia that very few people have, have you know, uh, uh, endeavored upon. Um and because you know we, our culture is very conservative, and and I'm I like to rock boats, uh, rock boats as in like not maliciously. It's just I, I could I write about stuff, stuff that usually is not written about. Um, and so man, people are like oh my god, they that was so beautiful, whatever. And then they'll come at me with all kinds of compliments, and I disregard those because I don't know how to take compliments. But there will be one out of ten that would come at me. And they will say stuff like, you idiot, and they will spell idiot wrong. Now, rational, a rational person would say, well, come on, this dude, <laughs> he's talking about himself. And if somebody is smart, they don't have, they don't get, if Michael Jordan is, went on his way to, to a championship, somebody says, you're the worst basketball player I've ever seen in my life. That's patently false. There's no need for Michael Jordan. To, to even answer to that kind of response. Although Michael Jordan was so driven by, by, by trying to perfect his craft that he would, he did answer. He took, he invented slights in his head and that's what drove him. So, he, but he shouldn't have, right? If, if I, if I would, with, uh, you know, uh, with sneakers on, uh, try to like compete against him, you see, he's, he should laugh at me. But imagine if you if he said, "Oh, I'm gonna," uh, he actually decided to compete with me, and he accepted my offer. Well, guess what? He just elevated me, and he devalued himself. And that's what we do every time when we engage with somebody that's clearly coming at us with, you know, not too much insight, not not too much. And I'm not trying to be elitist about these things, but if somebody calls me an idiot and misspells idiot, then I should not even engage. But I used to all the time. And then I would size people up and then go for the soul, as I used to say. But it was my soul that was being destroyed every time I did that. Um, so I learned, I, the, you know, after <laughs> homelessness would do that to me. I learned the hard way to not, you know, go after every fight. And, and I'm trying to learn now to not even go after any fight. But that's hard because, you know, people come at you and it just... You don't think about it. It's the subconscious. There's this uh, the layer of the subconscious that gets triggered. Um, so I've been, you know, I've been re really re reflecting on how we, how I, because before I even get to we, it's I, how I get to this point where, because she even said it. She said, man, I, I read all your, your writing and you always talk about how you, you've, you've attained this level of you know, enlightenment almost, and you don't do what you used to do, and you, like, you just did that to me, and it's like, damn, you're right, but, you know, I will say this, I'm not enlightened, uh, I, I like to think I'm on the path, uh, but that path, is a, a, it's a winding path, sometimes you even step, take a step back, like I did today, 
But I tell people all the time, it's like the stock market, as much as I hate corporatism. <laughs> if you see, like if you see, if you have money in a stock and you take the long-term view and you see it trending up, but within that trending up, there's always gonna be dips, dips, right? As long as you're trending in the right direction, you're doing good. Well, it's like when you see the, the dips become too many and the, 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 the bend goes the other way, that's when you should be concerned. But if you focus, if you just laser focus on every dip, then you, you're gonna be depressed because you're not understanding that that's part of the journey of life, that the dips are part of the, the rises. You know, you, you, when I was in Colorado, I used to, I struggled, like I've had kind of a couple of occasions of being depressed, right? Um, and usually when that happens, like I can't, like my, my buddies to write, it goes away. I really like, I, I withdrawn to myself and I beat myself up. I'm very hard, hard on myself. Uh, I become self-critical um, and I feel like I failed. Um, and this happened to me last year, by the way. You know, I got a new job uh, and I started like, we, we just had a new baby. Um, and I started like thinking, well, what, what, what if I can't cut it? What if I can't be like my dad who was an amazing dad? What if I can't be like him? And then those question marks. And then I stopped writing. Um, and next thing I know, I found myself flat on my back. And that's why I was gone for almost a year. I didn't write for almost a year. Uh, that's why. Um, but you know what? When I was in, in Colorado, when, when I was going through my, my stretch of homelessness, that happened to me too. And one day I was reading a newspaper and the topic in the op-ed was about uh, what is writer's block? And I, I've struggled with that a lot because to, for me, part of depression is like having a writer's block. You can't, like whatever creative energy that I have to be able to write the way that I do, it goes away and I can barely formulate a sentence. Uh, and then the best answer that I saw in that newspaper, she said, one uh, particular lady said, writer's block is a season. It's like a winner. Uh, but winner is not to be dismissed. It's part of the process because what, whatever that tree is going through at that moment, when, it, when the trees fall away, uh, when, when all the leaves wither, when the sap goes all the way to the bottom and there's, the tree is almost lifeless, it's just waiting for the spring. When the spring comes, that's when its full glory comes out. So every season of death, there's a season of life that, that awaits. And I was like, damn, that was so deep. You know, and so for anyone that's listening to these words right now and they're going through their moments of struggle and depression and anxiety and asking like, why me? Don't ask why me. Just know that this moment of darkness is gonna give birth to the most amazing light. And that's life. Um, and so if you, if you, you know, broke up with somebody and you feel sad and alone and withdrawn, you want to give up on, on love, right before you know it, <laughs> you find somebody that's actually what's meant for you. I believe in that, by the way. There are people that are meant for us. Because, and this is not theory, this is what happened for me. I, I, I was with somebody in the past for a long term and it, I, it just, no matter how much we tried, it just didn't work. You know, and it wasn't because she was a bad person. It's just, uh, we, we just, we didn't, sometimes people are not fated to be together. And I was so bitter about that, um, that I almost, I, you know, I didn't want to even believe in love. In fact, my last name means my love. I 
fikre, part of my last name, fikre Mariam, but the fikre part of it means my love. And I wanted to just disavow my last name. Um, and then out of the blue comes serendipity. My wife today, uh, I wrote an article, uh, like a poem that I posted on Facebook called Memo to She. If you actually go to the website, or just Google, Google Memo to She, that's M-E, Memo, and then to She, um, and then Gion, G-H-I-O-N, and you'll see it come up. And that's her picture on there. Um, and um, she's the one that convinced me to stop writing on Facebook, and I started writing. You know, we got the website, Gion Journal. That's why we're co-founders. Um, and, um, you know, she paid for the domain because I was kind of broke back then <laughs> and I you know so she did the finance part I did the the, the, the labor part and uh, together we have the Gion journal this is how like labor and management could work together to, to do some great things if, if they if they're able to get beyond just short-term profit motives uh, because what we did was it was a long-term endeavor it wasn't she wasn't expecting a short-term uh, return and neither was I we, we saw this for the long haul, and still the long haul. Not only our marriage, but also the Gion Journal as well. Uh, if we wanted short-term profit, we would just turn around and make, we get enough hits to make money from uh, from ad, selling ad space. But we don't, and we won't. Um, so that's the, the beauty of life, is that in these moments of, of being down, there's an amazing moment of upward trajectory coming your way. So for anyone that's listening to this, uh, don't give your hands to uh, despondency, to hopelessness. Not to sound like Obama. <laughs> I, that's been the theme for the past couple of days because I've been writing about him. But, um, you know, whether, whether, where you're down, there's going to be a moment where you're going to come back up again. And it is during those moments um, of being down that your greatest testimony will come out. In fact, I used to say, like, test. Tests lead to testimonies. Um, so that's it. Whatever you're going through right now, just know that there's a testimony coming your way. All right. And as far as triggering people, I apologize to to Nasha Hit <laughs> and other folks that I might occasionally, uh, you know, cross paths with, and you know, they see that the part of me that's still kind of I'm trying to heal come out sometimes. Uh, I'm working on that. All right. Um, hey, thanks again for tuning in. By the way, uh, this is Toyota uh, Shikar Mariam. Uh, you can find my uh, my work at, at G-H-I-O-N, uh, GionJournal.com. We're in the process of adding a couple of other folks. So hopefully that circle of writers will expand. Um, and also check out my wife's uh, website. Uh, she has her own endeavor as well. That's called Kinet's Bait, uh, Bait K-I-N-E-T-B-E-T.com. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, the same thing, at G-H-I-O-N, Gion Journal. Uh, and then you can also follow me on Twitter at, uh, at Teodros, T-E-O-D-R-O-S-E-F-I-K-R-E. All right. Thank you again, everyone, for tuning in. I'll catch you tomorrow with uh, something else. Hopefully, I've been trying to do these things for like 10 minutes, but uh, in the past couple of uh, sessions or segments, have required a little more time. So hopefully I'm not boring you with these things. Uh, if you have any suggestions or ideas for a future, uh, for future Guillaume cast, uh, hit me up again at, uh, at Teodros Rick Ramayam. I mean, at Teodros Rick, right? T-E-O-D-R-O-S-E-F-I-K-R-E. Um, or email us at info at Guillaume Journal.com. 
And like I said, check out uh, our website, guillaumejournal.com, and spread the word. Uh, the best way you can support us is actually to, uh, to, to do this the old-fashioned way and just spread the word and let others know about us. Because ultimately, that's what we care about. Uh, if we get contributions, that's cool. But ultimately, we want to expand our message and uh, the reach of our message because our message, I believe, is one that's grounded in love and unity. And that's what that is what is sorely needed. All right. Thank you, everyone, uh, again, for tuning in. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Peace.